There are three elements of trust. Positive relationships, expertise and consistency. We can show up each week and share our knowledge and insight, but I hear so many podcasters hold their listener at arm's length and most of them don't know they're doing it. The good news is there's a really simple fix. Welcome to The Helpful Podcaster. I'm Mark Stedman, and I'm here to help you, the seasoned, soulful entrepreneur, build trust and create long-lasting, rewarding relationships with your podcast listeners. Ah, that's better. Now, in order to build trust, we need to create a positive connection with our listener. Each time someone hits play on our episode, we're being invited into a little cocoon, just us and the listener. We are literally the voice in their heads. But when we sound like this, we create distance. It's the audio equivalent of speaking to someone across the table from you while looking at your phone. In 2021, there was a study published in the Science Communication Journal titled Good Sound, Good Research, How Audio Quality Influences Perceptions of the Research and Researcher. It found that high-quality audio has a big impact on what a listener thinks of the content and the quality of the information being passed along, as well as the people presenting it. They presented identical conference talks and radio interviews in high-quality and low-quality versions and asked participants to rate how good they thought the talks were. They collated numbers based on speaker intelligence and likability, along with the importance of the research being discussed. What they found is that good quality adds credibility. Turns out, the importance we place on what's being said and how smart the speaker is, is determined, at least in part, by how good they sound on mic. But it's not just about how smart you sound. We're looking to build a parasocial relationship with our listeners. That's a relationship where they feel more connected to us than we do to them. That might feel a bit off balance, but... Remember, the goal of all of this is to get to a one-to-one conversation. It's to build enough trust so that someone feels comfortable picking up the phone or clicking your Calendly link to book a Zoom chat with you. When you sound distant, like this, you might as well be speaking to a whole room of people, not to me as an individual. So how do we do it? For that, I'll need to dig into my box of goodies. I'll go and do that while you listen to this. We're going to talk briefly about mics, but I'm not going to spend a huge amount of time on theory or evangelise over a specific brand. What's important to know is that there are two types of mic, dynamic and condenser. I'm speaking to you now on a dynamic mic. It's the Rode Procaster. It costs around £160, which makes it a pretty affordable, good quality mic. This is the Rode NT-USB. It's a condenser mic. The difference between a condenser and a dynamic mic is the amount of sound they pick up. Condenser mics pick up lots of sound around them. They're great for miking up guitars, brass instruments or singers, where we want to capture lots of detail in the sound. Condenser mics usually sound crisper, but a bit colder, because they pick up more of the reverb, which is the effect of sound waves bouncing off of surfaces. I've recommended the NT-USB before because it's a great all-purpose mic. You can use it on a Zoom call or a webinar and you'll sound great, but you can also use it for recording a podcast. So if you're on a budget, £130 buys you a great sounding and very forgiving mic 
you can use in any scenario. Now this is the Samsung Q2U. It's a dynamic mic which produces a warmer tone. Radio broadcasters and big fancy podcasters use dynamic mics because they're great at isolating just your voice. If I move my head to the side, a dynamic mic like the Q2U or the Procaster will have difficulty picking up my voice. Whereas if I'm recording on the NT-USB, I'll still be audible. That's why it's a great mic for Zoom. Now, the Samsung Q2U clocks in at under £80, and you can plug it directly into a computer via USB or into an audio interface via XLR. So we have two types of mic. A condenser mic, which is crisp and clear and picks up lots of the world around it, and a dynamic mic that isolates your voice and creates a warmer sound. But I'll be honest with you, the type of mic you have doesn't matter nearly as much as how close you are to it. Right now, I'm back on the Rode Procaster. This is the mic I use every day, including on regular episodes of this podcast. It's a big bulbous unit with a fluffy pop filter over it. That catches plosives like popping peas or kicking Ks. The Samsung QTU has one too. Whereas the NT-USB has a wire mesh windscreen fixed to the base of the unit. It's important to catch and reduce those plosive sounds because I'm very close to the mic and that is the key. We want to get you as close to the mic as possible because the closer you are to the mic, the less of the outside world we hear and the more we can create that lovely little cocoon. The easiest way to get this right is to put about a fist's distance between you and the mic. Did you ever practice kissing using your fist? No, me neither. Um, So you make a fist with your hand and place it on your lips like you're going to give it a kiss. And then adjust your position so that the other end of your fist is just touching the pop filter of your mic. Now, in truth, I tend to get a bit closer to the mic because the pop filter is pretty fluffy. If my beard or moustache brushes up against the pop filter, then I know I'm a smidge too close. Otherwise, that's where I like to be. You'll find your own sweet spot, and you should feel free to use your own facial hair as a guide. But the key is to get as close as you can before your P's, T's and K's start to pop. If it still sounds like you're not close enough, but you're creating those plosive sounds, turn your head a little away from the mic so it's just a bit off axis, something like 45 degrees. Which brings me to another important point. You need to know where to speak into the mic. Some mics are top address, meaning you speak into the top of the mic. Others are side address, which means, yeah, you get it. If you're not sure, the rule of thumb is to speak into the logo. To be doubly sure, check the box and see how the perky millennial picture uh, on the box uses it. Or if you're still none the wiser, take a look at a YouTube review. Just to show you how much this all matters, I'm now speaking to you on the Heil PR40. In its day, which is about five or six years ago, this was the equivalent of the Shure SM7B. That's the one you see every influencer and entrepreneur turned podcaster using nowadays. This cost me around £400 in 2016, and I brought it in to show you just how little difference there is between this and this £80 USB mic when you get up close. I know mic technique might feel a bit highfalutin for a podcast, but... Adding this extra step to your process will ensure you sound your smartest while eliminating distractions and tucking your listener into that lovely little cocoon with you. So remember, it doesn't really matter what type of mic you have or how expensive it is. Get right up close to it 
And it's like adding an extra £200 to the price of the mic. The last thing I'll say here is to make sure you test, test, test. Use an app on your computer to record your voice and record yourself in a few different positions. If the audio starts to sound distorted, like it's a bit crunchy, turn down the gain. That determines how powerful your mic is. If there isn't a knob to adjust the gain on your mic, it'll be in your recording app or your operating system. So if you've got questions about mic technique or you need some specific advice, join me and other helpful podcasters like you in our free community space. You'll find it at thehelpfulpodcaster.com slash join. Thank you so much for listening and let's do this together.